Welcome to the Firearms Trainers Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I'm your host, Rob Beckman, and in this episode, we'll be reviewing episodes 11 through 20. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode is brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Head on over to their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by Barrel Block. Listen, if you are tuning into this podcast, I assume you've heard of Barrel Block. It's the industry standard for safe, dry fire practice and classroom demos with a real firearm. Barrel Block prevents negligent discharges and eliminates training scars. I love using Barrel Block with students because it's safe and puts everyone at ease. When installed, and remember, no tools or disassembly required to use it, everyone in the room or on the firing line can see that the firearm is safe and inert. Plus, given the price, I can't imagine a firearm instructor who wouldn't have one in their classroom gear and one at home for personal dry fire use. Pick yours up today and enjoy a special offer for listeners of this podcast at blocksafety.com and use code INSTRUCTOR20 for a 20% off discount. That's B-L-O-K safety.com. Today, we'll be talking with one of our listeners, Philip Bartolacci. Philip is a USCCA certified instructor in all their courses and NRA basic pistol instructor. He's also 40 years as a martial arts instructor who's traveled around the world in learning self-defense, especially in unarmed combat. Welcome, Philip. How are things going for you today? Going great, Rob. Thanks so much. Hope the same for you. Yep. Things are going great. I'm really excited to have you on. Uh, you're I know most of the people we've had on the podcast before have at least listened to an episode or two, but you are the first uh, full-blooded listener that's come on, and I'm really excited to hear your views on how the episodes 11 through 20 uh, resonated with you, and our other listeners out there can go along and listen to it too, because I think for those people that haven't listened to all those episodes, this is going to be a quick and easy way for them to hear which episodes uh, they might want to listen to, to get really get a whole lot out of it. So with further yeah. ado, episode 11, we talked to Brian Garraby about how to purchase a training business. How'd that resonate with you, Philip? Uh, exceptionally well. Um, a real quick background. I'm relatively new to the firearms side of instruction, even though I've been teaching martial arts for so many years. So as I'm looking at trying to build a business and so on, uh, this one really caught my eye. Um, you know, how do you how do you basically grow a business and the, the, the title, you know, zero to hundred miles per hour, uh, you know, how does that get going right away was fantastic because um, there were a lot of things that were mentioned, um, quite a few things that were really Im impactful to me um, was all about the timing. You know, did, did you find somebody who was ready to retire? Do you find somebody who's built a good business with a solid reputation and without that solid reputation, you're really not buying much because there isn't a whole lot of, of uh, hardware and so on that comes with it. Though in, in this particular story, I know that there was you know, targets and other things that, uh, that came along with it. But the whole concept of marketing, you know, having something that was in place that was, that was a strong foothold. And then also at that point, being able to maybe take that strong foothold and adopt it to however you might want to run the business according, but still honoring the history and tradition that was built. So I found it really powerful in that regard. Good. And I know, uh, Brian, he's out there and, uh, he's making, you know, impact over there in Evansville, Indiana and what he's doing in his business. And, uh, 
you know, he was, I think it was a great guest to be able to go along and talk about that because as business owners, we all talk about, do we build it organically and try to get all those new contacts or do we, you know, buy into something established or, uh, you know, buy somebody who's retiring. So it's uh, very good. Now, one of the things, yeah, uh, yeah. And the next episode, episode 12, uh, was with Matthew Marister with the concealedcarry.com uh, instructor program. Uh, how did you find that, uh, Philip? Well, that was good. I actually, uh, as I listen to these podcasts, just so you know, and your listeners, I, I tend to take copious notes because I have an excellent memory. It's just awfully short. So I write down <laughs> a lot of notes as I listen as I listen to the to the uh, podcast, and there were a couple of things that really stood out in that, and that was really all about like the marketing synergies and and having the national currency, for lack of a better word, of concealed carry behind you as an instructor going to the market. Uh, I found that to be pretty intriguing and 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 quite interesting from my side. Um, the fact that you know the instructor app, I took a look at that. It's it's pretty robust. Um, the ability to, you know, print out uh, the roster right from your phone. If you're in a class, you don't have to miss a lot of those things that, that you maybe have to do old school in the old versions of things. Um, you could become a content contributor uh, to that and kind of bring your your name into the marketplace, though it may just have a local impact, but it still has a national recognition. So there were a lot of things that were, were pretty good to me to learn. Um, you know, the community value, um, meet and learn from other instructors and so on, I think is a great opportunity that they seem to have available to me mm-hmm. and, well, and others as well. We're on business to make an impact in society, a positive impact, but also in a lot of cases, we're not doing it for free. And that's where they can help us get visibility out there and put a few more butts in the seats and, and a few more dollars in our, in our uh, pockets so that we can justify the time away from our families. At least we're bringing something home that they can enjoy. Uh, right. Right. So episode 13, we had John Farquhar, yeah. a uh, long, long friend of mine and also set second amendment uh, training division uh, instructor. And he gave us a really good overview of the safety uh, training program and some of the things that I didn't know about it because when I did my analysis with it three years ago, it's uh, changed a little bit since then. Yes, and uh, I, I didn't, I, I didn't have uh, again relatively new to this side of the, the instructing world. Um, I didn't really have a whole lot of knowledge about it, but but again, listening to the podcast, I went to the website and saw some of the things that were available there. Uh, what I thought was attractive was they really focus on the defensive use and application. So unlike NRA, you know, where it's not necessarily like a sporting type thing, not that the NRA is just sporting um, firearms work, but uh, really the, the SAFTD really seems to be focused on what, what, what resonated with me, which was the defensive use of a firearm on a regular basis. Um, not that you would use it regularly, but you know, that's the that concept of the training. And they talked about their FAST program, um, which was fundamental and safety training is really kind of their their core. And since I seem to like to uh, have structure in the way I learn and the way I teach, I found that to be be pretty powerful as well. Uh, The fact that they have multiple levels, they have the the women's programs, uh, they have handgun, rifle, and shotgun certifications and so on, really would give me as an instructor an awful lot of opportunities to learn more and develop the skills necessary to to really take myself to a higher level if necessary. 
Um, also, they had a huge emphasis for ongoing education for the instructors. And that was really inspiring to me because it's really easy for an instructor, I think, in anything, particularly even I know personally in martial arts, to reach a plateau and you, you really forget to take off the black belt, if you will, and put on the white belt, you know, whether it be in martial arts or in firearms instruction. So the fact that that was a critical component for them, I felt was, mm-hmm. was pretty good. Well, and, and training, uh, firearm skills, it's a perishable skill. And if you're not constantly working at it, you're, you're not staying, you know, steady. You're actually, you know, losing ground and, you know, it's eroding underneath your feet as you're standing still. That's where you want to keep moving and training, learning, learning new stuff, uh, as much as you can to help your students. And that's, that's what, as a trainer, we're all doing. We're there for our students as well as, you know, improving ourselves. Uh, right. That, that was a, a very good, uh, podcast and nice nice overview that john gave us and i think uh, down the road we'll probably have some other safety people on to talk about specific uh, programs that they have just give everybody a good rounded review of what's out there from an instructor standpoint uh, in episode 14 we had rick circio on about overcoming challenges and that was a really impactful because i met rick uh, circio uh, two years ago at the United States Concealed Carry Expo when it was down in Louisville, Kentucky. And the guy has got a great attitude. Uh, for somebody who's who's was injured by war and everything else like that, he could have um, a bad attitude, but he's chosen to have a good attitude. No matter what the day brings, it's a great day for him. And he really, really uh, is into helping other people have a good day also in overcoming challenges and was uh, just really inspired by his, what, what he was doing from my standpoint. What do you think, Philip? Well, my, to say it was humbling would be an understatement, you know, because it's so easy for me as, you know, so-called uh, a, a normal person that doesn't have the challenges that he's faced and other people face to recognize that um, we take a lot of things for granted. And to hear the stories uh, that he was sharing and to recognize that um, he's taking people who, from maybe the outside looking in, we say, oh, gosh, they're, they're, they're crippled or they're damaged or whatever. And he's saying, no, that's not true. They just happen to maybe have some physical challenges. And, and here's the inspiration. Uh, but also how, how he was able to develop the curriculum around each, each particular student to seem to be really powerful. Every one of them had a unique challenge, and he seems like he was really able to find a way for them to be effective in self-defense if that was important to them, uh, how to modify everything from their grip to their aim and everything else. I, I thought, holy cow, what, a, what a, a gift that is to those people who are receiving that instruction, because um, I don't know if I would be able to have that creativity and flexibility as well as that, that humility. And that good of attitude that message. also. Right. Right. Yeah. Just, amazing. just really amazing story. So that was, I, I saw a review was, or some pictures of one of the classes he did just last weekend. And I'll tell you, you look at the people and every one of them probably had a, had a reason for having a bad attitude, but every single one of them had a great big smile on their face and enjoyed the weekend. And that's where, you know, what Rick brought to the podcast, what hopefully the instructors took away from the podcast, listening to it was, you know, a lot of our limitations are in our minds. And if we just free our minds up to start figuring out how to, how to adapt something to, to what the person can do, 
it, it's very rewarding all the way around. And there are lots and lots of resources that are out there that if you, ha if you're not, if you're not used to dealing with somebody that has uh, some physical limitations, reach out to somebody. I'll bet you somebody can help you uh, get the resource you need or get the ideas, all those types of things to make that person successful. And uh, yeah, very humbling podcast. It yeah, was really great yeah. to have uh, Rick on for that. Yeah. If I might just add one more thing that the whole concept and the thing that he really stressed was the camaraderie that was developed uh, with these people. And, and I keep thinking, holy cow, what, what gifts do they have, you know, um, you know, moving left and right in the line as opposed to just looking at the instructor. They had, they, he made sure that they had other people around to, to call on themselves. And, uh, and that was just really, really inspirational. Mm -hmm. Yep. He's got um, Hava, great program. And like I said, reach out to them or other people to uh, figure out how to overcome those challenges. Episode 15 was with uh, George Harris uh, talking about the Linda Harris scholarship and getting women into the shooting industry. And that was really kind of a fun one because if you don't know Linda Harris's uh, story, uh, she was a competitive shooter, very good shooter and instructor at the SIG Academy with uh, George, George Harris. Uh, she passed away way too soon. And in her memory, George has created this scholarship with the United States Concealed Carry Association. And it was awarded at the 2019 uh, Concealed Carry Expo to a woman, to, to instruct her, to help them advance them themselves. And that's, I think, very powerful because when you think about it, the largest group of new students that are coming in are women. The largest number of new instructors are women. And George, in Linda's honor, created the scholarship with the United States Concealed Carry Association. And that really, really, uh, well, hopefully pay benefits down the road as year after year, there's a different female instructor that's able to go along and increase their knowledge by going along, taking training, and then going out and spreading the word to new, new women or uh, new shooters altogether and making uh, society a little safer place. Yeah, and it was really neat to see the, you know, the, the honor that was presented to her as really a pioneer and the pioneering spirit that she had as a woman in the firearms world. Uh, just listening a little bit to what she was accomplished uh, or had accomplished in, in her short time. Um, just, you know, almost defies what everybody else was saying, you know, that women can't be this or can't be that. And she was saying, oh, yeah, watch this. So that was pretty neat. Uh, and uh, and I was glad I happened to be at the USCCA Expo this year and when they made the announcement of the uh, mm -hmm. recipient. Yeah, um, was, that, was, so, uh, so real, that was really, really neat to be there and, and hear that be announced uh, also. In episode 16, we got into a little bit more of a serious topic with Annette Evans talking about we've got to train properly or somebody's going to get hurt. Now, some of this, some people might go along and say, you know, we should all know that. On the flip side of it, are there sometimes when people forget about that we're working with something that can hurt somebody if we don't teach them how to properly grip the gun or how to properly handle it or properly correct them when they uh, accidentally muzzle themselves or somebody else not loading things? Yeah, I think I think sometimes we do, and we get complacent, and that's where that can become uh, life-threatening to us and also to our students, and we're not giving our students as good of information as they should. Yeah, and and again, 
coming from it and listening to this podcast from the perspective of, of a martial arts instructor, where we've always said that, you know, you, the, the term sabam in Korean doesn't just mean instructor, it actually means master model. And, and the theme I received from, from Annette's podcast was, you always have to model the appropriate behaviors and you can't let those, um, you know, those little deficiencies of safety ever show up or creep into your own modeling as the instructor, because that's what your students will see and what they'll remember more, almost more mm-hmm. than what, what's done right. Um, and it really is. So the whole concept of the power of the picture of the instructor as the model of safety and awareness and always paying attention to everybody on the line and doing all the right things um, was really, really neat. And again, it kind of reinforced in my mind how, how much responsibility I have as an instructor. Yeah, your students are dependent upon you to keep them safe. Right. And keeping it safe is and not only, you know, pointing the muzzle down range, but all the other things that we know somebody could potentially get, get hurt at when we're training and doing things uh, on the yeah. range. And that extends also not just in the class, but after the class, when they're practicing on their own and maybe in the life and death situation, you know, where they, they we've got to train them properly or else somebody's going to get hurt. Right. You know, right. A lot of times that's so that was really mindset. great mm-hmm, for well, sure. Yeah. Well, well, 17, we got into a little bit different because we actually didn't have a firearm, uh, topic for that one. We had a, a gentleman's name, Michael Pope, and he talked about public speaking specifically around Toastmasters. And I met him several years ago and he brought a different pers- perspective than just talking about firearms and how to you know train properly. But I think the skill is extremely important for instructors to really think about because we've all listened to a podcast. We've listened to a lecture. We've been at church. And there's some people that it puts us to sleep and other people that make you want to jump up and scream hallelujah, you know, at them because, you know, they're so inspirational. And the way we do that is by better public speaking. Yes. And what was really neat here was, again, one of the great things about your podcast is, is the variety of instructors and or a guest that come on. Because it doesn't necessarily have to be rel- related, uh, directly relative to firearms, because this is all about trainers and it's all about communication and it's all about being able to give the message. I mean, anybody can stand in front of a group and read off of a PowerPoint presentation or, you know, some rote script that they've got. But that doesn't mean that communication or education has taken place. And it was really neat to to hear, you know, some of the key points I took away was you have to know your audience, but you also have to know your material. You've got to project with confidence. And and also talking about the whole concept of being around Toastmasters where, and I'm not a Toastmasters member, but I've been to some meetings. The, the, the beauty was being allowed to fail amongst friends, you know, go there and develop the skills and get the positive feedback. And I think instructors, if they're, if they're thin skinned and don't want to get feedback from either their students or other people that, that can help them become better then um, they're, they're missing out on opportunities. So this was really neat because it made sure that I always would keep an open mind to feedback that I might get as well as my responsibility to be a, a good communicator. Mm-hmm. Communication doesn't happen unless the person listening understands what you're saying, you know, because right. if you say it in a foreign language, nobody's going to understand what you're saying. So if you can't break it down and communicate properly to where they, the person listening understands, then communication that hasn't happened. 
So very, very good. And uh, it was uh, really fun having somebody who's, who's not a fire instructor come on and then lay things out as we talk about a lot of times in instructor classes about how to be a good instructor. So very, very neat to have Michael Pope on. So I'll be looking for other potential guests in the future to do uh, similar appropriate topics, but at the same time, maybe not necessarily instructors. Now, episode 18, we, we took a little uh, foray into going along talking about CCW Safe and the benefits through their affiliate program with Gary Eastridge. And I think, you know, again, we're talking about we're running businesses here. We're trying to make a profit, um, maybe small, maybe large, with something to cover our time, something to cover our ammo, uh, wear and tear on our car, those types of things. And having these type of affiliate programs, I think, are important for people to know about because if we're going to have students in our class and they're going to be asking us about what kind of coverage should I have, um, it'd be good to go along and be able to recommend one, show them the pros and cons, understand the pros and cons, but then also be able to go along and you know help us a little bit by getting you know, 10, 20 bucks in our pocket from a commission on selling, selling a membership to one of the, one of the programs, CCW safe being one of those programs. Yes. And, and though there are many programs, one of the things that, that really struck out, stuck out to me here was the way that they utilized uh, newsletters and so on to not just necessarily bring on that, that, that first year of their, of the membership that they might sell or whatever, but the whole concept of ongoing education, making sure that, that their members are learning things, whether it be, you know, it's new laws or, or different applications and so on to be, to be a, a safe um, you know, carrier if necessary. Um, also retention is a big thing. So as an instructor, if you, if you have an affiliate like the CCW safe program, that's keeping that member involved in, in firearms and safety and education and so on. They're getting those monthly newsletters or whatever the timeliness of them might be. They're more likely to also continue to seek out more instruction and hopefully they'll remember you uh, as, as someone who brought that message to them. Um, so I think the whole concept of the ongoing education, the retention, and the newsletters that you could use, you know, the instructors could use them, I thought was pretty neat. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty interested in actually finding out more about them personally. Yeah. And for the listeners listening, we, I am going to bring on other companies that will be going along talking about their program. Again, trying to be uh, fair with uh, giving everybody a chance to go along and talk about their program. And then you can make a decision about which programs are right for you and your, your students. Episode 19 was talking with Beth Alcazar about instructing men and women and how going along Teaching men is like uh, waffles and teaching women is kind of like spaghetti. I thought that was a great analogy Beth <laughs> used. And uh, in a lot of cases, yeah, I, I can see how I, you know, I approach things and it can be very compartmentalized. You know, it starts here, ends there. You know, there's no, there's no variation there to where my, my wife is a little bit more, what about this, 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 and that? Like, wait a minute, I'm just worried about this one small little patch there, but Beth gave us a lot to think about when it came to teaching both uh, men and women. Yes, and yeah, how could you not listen to that podcast and not remember, you know, waffle versus a spaghetti? You know, it's, uh, it was it was such a great story, and and I think if if anybody who's listening here hasn't listened to that, they really should go back and uh, listen to episode nineteen. Uh, Beth is so entertaining and educational. 
Uh, and, and when you listen to her speak, particularly about the passion that she carries for women to really feel safe and to feel confident and to feel um, capable, um, it's just really inspiring. Uh, you know, throughout what you talked about, you know, people would say, well, you know, where do you carry? And she said, well, essentially, you want to carry everywhere because, um, you know, a firearm is always going to be the last resort, but you, but you need to have it with you. And, and listening to her talk about, about certain things and, and, you know, how guys might have like the superhero mentality, um, you know, that, that they really learn differently from women. And, and if you're going to properly educate women, you have to take their view forward. Um, as, as a male instructor, uh, as a matter of fact, I've got a, a class upcoming, the USCCA women's handgun class. You know, I always start out by saying, look, I, I am not a female. You may have noticed that. And, you know, I'm going to do my best to take your perspective and bring it to you. But usually what I find is that if you open up the dialogue amongst the women and Beth alluded to this, they will ask a lot of questions and they will say, well, I need more information about this or that where men typically don't ask those things. Um, so it was really great advice for me as an instructor also to remember how to communicate with, uh, you know, with the woman in class. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's a great reminder. I mean, we all know there's differences in how men and women learn, but there's also differences within men on how they learn and within women. And that, that was one of the reminders that I took away from as Beth talked about all that, you know, different women learn different ways, same way, same way with men. And that's uh, one of the things we need to keep in mind. Now, episode 20 was uh, evidence-based training with uh, Todd Fossey. Um, I'm kind of fascinated with Todd and all the stuff that he's doing because he's really come on onto the training scene and with his evidence-based training, which I think is very uh, unique. Um, not the only one that's out there currently, but it's also one of those things where he's coming from a martial arts background, uh, being a bouncer, that from those side of things, and bringing different uh, pr perspectives to firearm training, which is good. Yeah, that, maybe because of my martial arts background that, that, that this one really resonated with me. But I've got about three pages of notes from, from his podcast, and I've actually listened to it <laughs> twice. Um, I also work, uh, my, my full-time work is in the market research world. So when I heard him talking about qualitative and quantitative research and studies, and, um, you know, I got kind of tingly just like he was talking about because uh, that information is so critical. And, and, you know, if you're a firearms instructor and you're not willing to listen to the evidence-based instruction, I think you're really missing an opportunity to educate yourself and, and serve your students. Because when you listen to the way he breaks it down and listen to the details and the specifics that he talks about, um, it, it really says, okay, it's great to have marksmanship and not that, not that we all know marksmanship is important, but when you listen to him talk about how these fights are going to be, you know, on average nine feet away, but, but sometimes as close as six and, and the things that you have to do in order to, you know, protect your gun and be, it might not even be in the fight. You've got to have that unarmed fluidity you've got to be able to move from an unarmed position to an armed position and and uh, and just having that that variety there but the thing that struck out most was his emphasis in, in, in and he used the word sound decision making um, that was really powerful to me because without your mind being engaged in the fight um, your body is not going to really make the good choices that are so necessary to keep yourself and, and others safe exactly um, 
Yeah, so that was that was good. And talking about his affiliate programs, the level one all the way to level seven was really intriguing. It's like you said, nobody's got reached a level seven yet, but uh, maybe one day they will. So that that was a, a, a sounds like quite a good challenge to, to undertake. Well, it's another one of those uh, training opportunities that if you're an instructor and looking to educate yourself beyond the certifications you have currently, doing the uh, IDS uh, affiliate program might be something people want to want to look into. And Todd definitely sounds like he's got a, a good start on that program overall. Yes. Yes, indeed. Well, Philip, that's the end of our recap of episodes 11 through 20. Uh, where can people find more information about you and the courses that you're teaching? Yeah. Uh, thanks. Rob. So, uh, so I live in the, the North Atlanta area. Um, the best way to, to track me and, and follow me would be on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash alpha defense Academy. It's a L P H a. Um, I actually live right outside of a, a town called Alpharetta, Georgia. And everybody thinks alpha is, you know, alpha defense because I'm in Alpharetta, but no, in my mind, alpha defense means the first defense and the whole concept, and very similar to what Todd was speaking about, is you have to be responsible for yourself. You've got to be well-rounded. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so Facebook.com slash Alpha Defense Academy, uh, or my website is alphadefenseacademy.com as well. And, um, thank and you so much for this opportunity. And I'll include that link in the uh, show notes for anybody who wants to uh, check, check up on that. So that's a wrap of this episode. If you'd like to be our next guest when we review the next 10 episodes, uh, send us an email at ftp at concealedcarry.com. Uh, need you to take some notes on the 10 episodes so we can have a good conversation. I'll probably talk to you beforehand, uh, making sure uh, you've got a good handle. I've got a good handle on timing and such for it, but we really like to have the listeners involved in doing these reviews and sharing with other listeners that are out there. Uh, also want to ask you to share this podcast on your social media and let other instructors know about it. Uh, this podcast is about 30 minutes long, so it's real easy to tell your instructor buddies to go along. Hey, listen to this. And you can find out about episodes 11 through, uh, through 20 real quick. They see, hear something they want to find more about. They can always uh, go back the website or on their podcast application, listen to that episodes. Also want to ask you to visit our sponsor, Firearms Trainers Association at FTAProtect.com and check out their instructor insurance. Being a responsible instructor means having insurance coverage. Remember, use promo code FTP10 for 10% off. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play and leave us a review. Also, if you have any ideas for new episodes coming up, uh, let us know. We have a link on our website for that. It's farmtrainerpodcast.com. We're also going along and we're going to be scheduling an episode on classroom management. Uh, this was a listener uh, suggested idea, but we're, what I'm looking for are specific questions on how to handle uh, different situations in your classroom. So if you have questions or specific situations you want to know how to handle, send those to us. Or if you have a interesting situation happened in your classroom, send that to us. And uh, we'll, we might talk about that on the episode. Uh, that'll be coming up uh, here probably in the next uh, couple of weeks. And remember, we bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every fire instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Thank you for listening and stay safe.
ConcealedCarry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.